Hello, and welcome back to Voluminous, the feminist-centred podcast hosted by me, artist Andre Velou. It's great to be back in the swing of things, and I'm ready to again bring you the voices and stories of inspiring women that I continue to meet on my journey as an artist. The pandemic was a time for connecting in different ways, as we know, and one great connection I made last year was with today's guest, artist Holly Suzanne Rader. Hi, Holly. Hi. Okay, so Holly is an internationally exhibited contemporary American artist born in Appalachian, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Her work is inspired by fashion, nature, street art, pop punk culture, film noir, French and Americana romanticism. And I'm in her studio now, and if you looked around, <laughs> you'd know what I mean, but you'll have to look, up, look her up to find out all about that. So I always begin these talks, Holly, with how we know each other. So why don't we briefly discuss how that came about and why you reached out to me last year. I have uh, seen your work at Parlor Gallery. We both show there. And I really, really loved your work when I first saw it. Um, I thought it was very clever. I love anybody who will sit down and attach small things to a canvas (laughs) in a methodical way because I can relate with that. And I just thought it was really neat. And I wanted somehow to, I've always wanted to acquire one of your pieces, but um, because you work with Legos and I have two boys that absolutely love Legos, I just felt like it was only appropriate you do their portraits, even though I know you probably don't do commissions like that. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, except I had to, I had to ask you to do it. Um, and uh, we did a trade. We did yeah, an art trade. And that was cool. And yeah. I got Marina Abramovich. Yes. Love mine. Yes huge art heroes and inspirations yeah so since we've got a lot to discuss about what you do let's start with everything about your work I mean I don't know where you want to start do you want to start historically where you began um yeah I mean I've always been doing this ever since I was little ever since I could hold a crayon um I have been making um art um stapling things to my walls as a child um and (laughs) Uh, just making little messes everywhere, as my father would call it, um, and I'm still doing that. I haven't changed. I haven't stopped. Uh, it's only gotten worse, and now here I am in my my better, my hot better. mess of a studio, and uh, it's I love it more and more every every day, and I'm totally okay with what I'm doing. Yeah, this is where the podcast format actually doesn't work because I wish people could see what yeah. I could see in this studio. I was, a little, I was actually glad they can because it's a real mess. It's more of a mess than usual. Um, I just finished a workshop at the carousel in Asbury Park, so we dumped all the remaining materials uh, where we could and went home and collapsed because it was quite exhausting. But um, yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, I'm in this industrial complex. It's really kind of gritty out there. It doesn't look like much. It's dirty. It looks like a... You know, I think they filmed the Bone Collector here. It's like an industrial video, like Nine Inch Nails or something. And then you come in here and it's like Mary Poppins everywhere. You know, I've got umbrellas all over the ceiling, all these colors and paper mache dresses and my spray paints. And yeah, it's kind of reflects uh, how I am on the inside. A little bit of a mess, but interesting. So, I mean, you, you say the things that you want to create may believe. How would you... And could you describe one of your pieces? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're all portraits. Most of the women that I use are from the early 1920s, 30s era. I have been using some or 60s and even current imagery now. Um, 
But I feel like each one is a self-portrait. Um, ever since I was a child, I played with paper dolls and I loved um, fantasizing about who I wanted to be. Um, and it's like each portrait is a fashion fantasy for me. So I create on top of an old, old portrait, I put modern elements and elements specific to who I am now and how I got, you know, like the punk, you know, spikes in the, but there's flowers cause I'm Southern and I love flowers and nature and pinks and blues. And so it's like a, it's a, it's like a, it's a whole collection of who I am and a collage of all the things that I like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like an explosion of pop culture, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, an explosion is quite a good word, isn't it? It is a good word. Um, and I am of the 90s, too. So there's a lot of that 90s punk um, that, you know, some people like in my work, too, like a Betsy Johnson era. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of like, a way to describe it. When, when we when we first met, we talked about this papier-mâché dress project <laughs> thing, which I had a look at on your website, mm-hmm. and it is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Want to say a bit about that? Yeah, I started teaching this uh, girl, little girl, back when I lived down the shore. Um, she took private lessons with me. Her mother wanted her just to learn how to do sculpture and paint and yada yada. So um, I started making like these. Um, paper mache dresses as a part of being part of the fashion world without without being part of that circus you know I don't want to be a seamstress I don't want to create a collection of clothing I just want to make art about it and I had this little girl I'm like let me make one on her and so I made a smock out of a garbage bag and wrapped her in masking tape and (laughs) her mom was cool so she wasn't worried but um yeah, we created this paper mache dress and out of like recycled newspapers and um, you know, paper mache is the wheat paste uh, um, old school method of making sculpture. So I also consider myself a sculptor. Um, and anyway, so she got to paint it when we were done and make it whatever color, however she wanted. And it, it turned out so great. And I thought this would be brilliant to do with uh, lots of little girls. And um, so I made a class out of it. I taught it in Rumson at Canvas Studio. And um, I got every little girl and her sister and her best friend. I think I've taught every kid down that way and now I'm working my way up this way. (laughs) But um, it's so neat to see them when they're finished all together because it's like a little party of dresses, you know? And it's and it it it's made to fit their body. I mean, they can't wear it after it's done because we seal it. But um, it's like a for me, it's like I'm creating this little party of um, this fantasy. And uh, I don't have I have two sons. I don't have a daughter, so uh, I consider them that part of you know having a daughter and yeah. actually having one. I mean, you created all these workshops as well, which is like perfect for your kind of project if you like yeah I work I would like working with people um, it's not just kids either, not just kids yeah. I thought well you know I was I started with kids especially with the collage portraits and the paper mache and then I had the moms and dads and grandparents were like well we want to take this <laughs> yeah. class I'm like well yeah of course like why do the kids get to have all the fun so I started doing adult workshops I taught the paper mache dress project in New York at an art school there to adults one summer. 
Um, I had a, 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 a guy join the class, so that was cool. I don't think he knew what he was getting into. I think he was just <laughs> Did taking a Did you do a dress on him? I made a vest. I taught him how to make a vest. And <laughs> <laughs> we made a tie to go with it out of newspaper. Um, and he was from Sweden, and he was just in America visiting and thought he was just taking an art class. But lo and behold, it's like he stepped into my class. and But, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to teach to all ages, all genders, and I don't teach it any different to adults than I do children. I use the same language, I use the same technique. Um, I find that kids really take it, uh, you know, over the top and they really come up with some really cool stuff. Adults tend to be a little more reserved. Sometimes they are afraid in a way to like let their creativity just go like kids can. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I find it interesting. You get, you know, some kids can just run with it on their own. They can do anything. Some kids need a bit more direction and stuff. Mm-hmm. You get all kinds of personalities, but you, from the creative process, you can bring bring it all out, can't you? Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, um, you don't have to. And I like my classes because you don't have to have any sort of art skill whatsoever. Um, and I say, like, if you can just hold a if you can cut paper and use glue, you're good. You can do this, and I make it as foolproof as possible. So, um, especially with the collage, because I, I give them all the materials from my studio. I have stashes of paper embellishments, and I bring them the iconic portraits. I print those out to scale for them, and all they have to do is just cut and arrange. Yeah, maybe we should talk about that kind of techniques, because you you know use acrylic paint, use paint, you use cut glass things, mm-hmm. and you use collage stickers, and you know all the elements you have what what are all these elements that you put in um i use everything from um well i work with photography first and foremost so i start out with a photograph Uh, sometimes it's my photography but most of the time it's a photograph from long ago alfred stieglitz i use a lot of his photos and um and then i'm you know try to bring it to a modern um composition and i use everything from cheap plastic beads and kids craft materials to very expensive Swarovski crystals um, and uh, cut glass and uh, I use spray paint I I use everything I try to work in layers and layer it up to where I can't put anything else on top but I like my my criteria for each piece is that it has to be exquisite even if I'm using craft beads yeah Yeah. that's because you know when you actually see one of your actual finished portraits in like in the gallery, you see the finish is absolutely spectacular, right? It is, yeah. it is wonderful. That's how you I become to, successful, right? I wanted to look, I wanted to look really, um, like I said, exquisite. Yeah. I wanted to, even down to the newspaper layers, uh, it needs to be in my in my mind. In order to be finished, it has to have, it also has to look good in every light. So when the lights go out, you can see the iridescent paint light up. Um, the Swarovski crystals, you know, if you walk from one end to the other, they shift and change in color. Um, and that to me is part of the, you know, that's just part of the interesting element, I think. And, you know. Yeah. Before we get on to like the women's issues, which we're dying to talk mm-hmm. about, should we just talk about some of the high points in, in your career? Because you know, the World Trade Center and they've got the Asbury Park mural and they've got shows all over the world. Yeah, last year was probably the height of everything. Uh, During COVID. Yeah, the best part was actually, I mean, I hate to say this because I know a lot of people don't have this experience during the pandemic, but my art 
really has taken off in the last year. Um, and I, I've talked to other artist friends of mine, and they're experiencing the same thing. I think people are finally putting art. Um, you know, they're they've. I think when people slow down, they realize what is important, and I definitely think art is essential. Um, I did a. I was invited to do a mural at the World Trade Center, which was like you yeah. know <laughs> the most amazing thing to be asked to do that by Larry Silverstein uh, Properties. Um, I wasn't the only artist, though. There was um, uh, there's a whole floor on the 79th of World Trade Three of um, different artists from different circumstances, but mostly underrepresented artists, like artists of color and uh, female artists. So I think I got in because I'm a female. <laughs> and, and it's really good. And it's pretty do, damn right? good, I guess. <laughs> but like, I got in also because I'm represented by the Four Flavors Gallery in Montclair. Okay. My friend Lana Mazur. Which is a woman-owned and it's four it's women. Four women-owned yeah. gallery. Um, and they are awesome. Every one of them brings something different to the table as far as um, talent and promotion and connections. And um, my friend Lana, who uh, is an interior designer, she's one of the flavors, and she has really taken to my work personally. She has some of hers in her home, but she really believes in what I'm doing, and she it's women helping women, and I love that. Yeah. I can't resist it. So... Um, <laughs> I joined them. I joined their forces as a artist that they represent, and they got me that gig. And right. uh, they brought four artists to the table to the um, Silverstein properties, and they picked mine out of four. So oh, I feel pretty so damn good. good about that. And then you just had this mural, and asked to be part of the Wooden Walls project. Yes. Yeah, so I've been wanting and dying to do a mural um, on the Wall of Fame there on the boardwalk, and um, Jen Hampton of Parlor Gallery. And I got together, and she's like, well, I think you're ready to do it. Because <laughs> I did need to get a few more under my belt as far as outdoor, large-scale. You have to change your technique a little bit, obviously. I had to change because it's salt water. It's, you know, yeah. I, I was going to just paint the whole thing with spray paint, but then I thought, no, I really love uh, working with photo photography. Uh, so I... Um, I spoke with another artist who is also on that wall, Dee Dee, mm -hmm. and I don't know who Dee Dee is, um, but we speak through DM. Oh, I love Dee Dee stuff. I love Dee Dee stuff too. <laughs> he or her has, um, you know, helped giving me some advice about the what glues, he, you know, and it, I, it gave me a little confidence to go out because I've had a mural fall apart. I did a mural in Montclair in an alleyway, uh, and I did wheat paste in. She didn't last a winter. She started mm. peeling. It was really heartbreaking. So I had to go back and just spray paint her face directly onto the brick. But I realized what I did wrong. And uh, hopefully the ocean and the weather down there will be kind to my Marie Antoinette. But we'll see. Even if she falls apart, I can always go back and touch her up. Yeah, there has been a few touch-ups down there, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah every week. I mean, yeah. Dylan Egan. Yeah. Um, Dee Dee's has held up pretty good, though. It was I went, a spectacular scene down there I mean you know it's quite a lot it's there, great yeah. it's like everybody comes to that point and then you have the see here now festival she's going to have uh, front and center for there um, I made her as bright as I possibly could because I really wanted people from out in the water to see her <laughs> of course you made it as bright <laughs> I wanted people in Paris to see her outer space um, but yeah it's day glow pink is with the background and it's one of my favorite colors. I, I, I say it's the color of my soul. <laughs> it's 
So yeah, so that mural's in, in Asbury Park. I'll put the link to Wooden Worlds mm-hmm. in the uh, in the text. So with all my podcast podcast guests, I'd like to expand the conversation and talk about women and gender issues. And of course, your experience as a woman in this business mm-hmm. we find ourselves in that is known as the art world. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've uh, come across a few uh, things. I've had some issues. nightmares and I've so had some triumphs. Wanna... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the barriers. <laughs> is barriers. The, is... Uh, Barriers and sexism, where do we want to go? Well, it's weird. There's so many directions we can go with that. I'm just going to keep it. Um, I mean, I've learned from a lot of mistakes. Um, and I've also uh, triumphed on the shoulders of a lot of people. So, You've already mentioned women run galleries, and there's a lot now. There's it a makes lot. A yeah. The first, part, the first gallery I met when I moved to New Jersey um, was Parlor Gallery, run by uh, Jen Hampton and uh, Jill Ricci. And I immediately took to them. I felt very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kin. kin. Sympatico kin. with them. Yes. And uh, I just felt comfortable with well, them. And yeah. they um, they showed me in their first show, Glamour Bomb. I was one. Really? Uh, right at the beginning? Mm-hmm. 11 years ago. I did a, twel- a, I did a uh, piece that was like 12, uh, 12 hot, like pink squares that represented like Jane Mansfield Wow! <laughs> and it was full of candy and nail polish and all kinds of crazy stuff and uh, that was a, that wasn't the opening of that uh, was one of the turning points for my presence here in New Jersey because I found my friends there that night yeah, yeah. like all of them all well, at they're once. very artist focused aren't they yeah they're passion driven passion, yeah, that's yeah. why artists trust them I think um, I, I trust them completely um, they've earned it. They um, they care about the art. It's not about you know anything but the art. And you know, it's easy to put turn your art over to people like that. Um, so what about barriers? Barriers. Um, well, <clears throat> I guess <laughs> trying to have it all, like having children. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a teenager and I have a toddler. I've been married twice, and <laughs> um, I know you've got to go. Some school finishes like half past three or whenever it finishes. Yeah, you have to work around their schedule, and I don't want to miss out on anything from them, and I don't want them to feel like um, they're slighted anything from me. So um, I'm hellbent determined to um, give them <laughs> all the attention I can, but also my second love is my art. So. Um, it, it definitely takes a back seat to um, my kids, but um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's I, I guess I was hellbent and determined to, to make it as a full-time artist um, and not, um, you know, not I, I don't think I would make a very good like stay-at-home mom. I think I tried that and I was I wasn't a good mother, like as far as like, <laughs> Like, I would feel fulfilled, you know, and I know a lot of women experience this is that, you know, because I didn't spend at least an hour in my studio being creative, that part was missing. So it wasn't very, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm best when I've done that and got that out of the way and then I can be a relaxed mom and feel happy. But, yeah, you've got the studio space, which is obviously not at your home, which makes a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a spectacular studio space. And you come here, obviously when you come here, you mm-hmm. close the door and then... Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got your phone. We were still connected, but you yeah. are focused on your art career yeah. at this point. 
yeah, this is it. It's uh, it's it's. But at least being know. an artist, you know, you can be flexible. You know, if you've got to go and pick up somebody or take them to something, you yeah, can do it, right? but the problem with that sometimes is that people feel like, oh, well, she can just drop everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I'm like, that. And yeah. I get jealous, especially when my husband goes to work, he's at his nine-to-five job, and he has to clock in and clock out. And um, yeah, People think you're actually not really doing anything. Yeah, they just think I'm <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I'm just staring at the art, but that's doing something. That's well, I know that. Thinking. You can't, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't <laughs> happen, does it? But I've had the kids in here, uh, both of them, you know, uh, all, uh, ever since I've had a studio, um, I've had, and I have to admit, I have to say, um, when I, I used to, I, I show Detour Gallery in Red Bank, and uh, Kenny Schwartz is the owner of that gallery. He gave me um, a space to work in and the time to do it back when I was a single parent with my first son, Jackson, who was at the time 10 years, nine, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. And he, you know, I was struggling working retail and trying to be here and there. And I didn't have time for my art, even though I did it anyway. I was making it, but it, I was, you know, all over the place. And he said, hey, you know, <laughs> he can do this financially. He's like, can you just paint? Would you like to just paint and nothing else? And like, just paint. And and he was, I was painting for him, but he gave me that space, that time, that freedom an empowerment to like go yeah. and pick up my son when I need to pick him up, bring him back, let him sit, you know, in the studio or make his own art. And it ain't easy having kids in your studio, for <laughs> one thing. I mean, they, my boys have been a disaster. I mean, you can see some of my youngest, Charlie's art projects, but uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's like juggling, you know, yeah. you're constantly juggling, like trying to stay on this and keep that under control and make something. <laughs> now we're talking and, about family support, aren't we? You know, yeah. basic family and work-life balance and supporting male or female stay-at-home parents or working parents, all those things. They're just... Yeah. Society has not yet caught, not, certainly not in America. No. It's... Uh, and then I don't. I never wanted anyone to consider what I do as a hobby, yeah. or as um, something I do on the side. Uh, I do have my hobbies, uh, but that's not. I art. can tell you, this is not a hobby. This is not a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's a real chore, and I have to I know, say, there's like, there's loads of parts of the business which are a real pain. Yeah, but it's it doesn't feel. You know, I know it's a cliche to say it doesn't feel like work when you love what you do, and it doesn't feel like work. Um, I'm just fortunate. Uh, and I don't ever say I'm lucky because I'm not lucky. I, I worked for every bit yeah, of it. Uh, it did not come by luck. And it didn't come all of a sudden, not after grad school, not after, you know. I think kids feel like, okay, I graduated. Now where's all the fame and success? It's, you're not going to get it right away. You know, it's, you still have to, like, whack through the weeds to get to that point. But... Um, I do have a very supportive family. My mother has always been supportive of what I do. My father and my husband uh, is extremely um, yeah. supportive of this. So if we can just close a bit like on feminism in general. I remember the, the first time I met you, the other time I met you, <laughs> like within like 90 seconds you said to me, are you a feminist? <laughs> like straight out. <laughs> Like it's like a so strong accusatory. question. You got to yeah. tell me yes or no. I, well, it was just in my head. Uh, well, the two people you asked me to do, uh, Marina and who was the other one? I forgot. Was it Cindy Sherman? No, but that Yoko that's a good Ono. one. Uh, they were 
you know, very strong feminist yeah. artist. And I thought, so immediately I thought, well, you're, you're definitely like, <laughs> you're on our team. <laughs> so I had to ask and get that cleared up. I, it must've been, sometimes I just blurt. Yeah. So it might've been a blurting <laughs> moment. <laughs> but, um, I was going to ask you, where, where do you think like feminist art and feminism is going? Because there's still a lot of control over women artists. And, I mean, it's ridiculous at times yeah. we get into that, but you know, well, I mean, I, I, I never considered myself a feminist, but I guess the more the older I get, and the more I realize where I stand on things, yeah. the more I realize I actually am. And, um, but here's the other thing: like, I, I get, I'm, I'm kind of over all women shows. Like, I don't want another. I mean, I probably will be in another woman show at some point. But you're not the first person to tell me that. Women, you told me that, by the way. Yeah, I don't want to be considered a woman artist. I yeah. just want to be an artist. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the last show, well, I got invited to do, uh, be in a show in uh, Newark at the Aquaba Gallery, and it, I was the only woman in the show in fact I was the only uh, white person in the show it was all black uh, uh, male uh, street artists and I have never been so honored in my life to be uh, considered to be with them and be part of that show and I was just beaming from ear to ear you know and um, because I I did it wasn't an all woman show it was like an all guy show but I was like the, the the girl that got in I was one of the guys um, but yeah, it's, it's easy to throw an all woman show together. I've done it myself. I've curated an all female show. Um, but, um, it's just, it's kind of like I'm getting to the point where I just don't want to be, um, I just want to be with peers. Yeah, That's you it. You want to be on equal footing, right? Yeah. I mean, we've got to get over the fact that most men is still, most artists curated by white men, yeah. unfortunately. But you know, if we yeah. get over that and we start having balance in what yeah. is curated. Yeah. Then, but you know, people, I mean, white men generally curate work by people who look like them, right? That's the problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So women-owned galleries and women leading and being part of the system yeah. is the solution, right? Yeah. Women in power is the solution. It is. And we There's no shortage of women artists who are great, right? That is, we know that I know. already. And I've, I've never even, I didn't even realize it was a problem because all the artists, when I, when I was studying art in the beginning, like Alice Neal, Judy Chicago, um, oh my gosh, Beatrice Milhauses, and like, I can go on and on. They were all, but I wasn't, I don't think I was consciously thinking, oh, they're women and that's what I want to, you know. But in a way, they are my mentors. And even like now, I, I make, I have a joke that like when someone, you know, gives me the slight or gives me a heart, like a commission that's going like wrong. And I'm always like, well, Marilyn Mentor doesn't have to put up with this shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think about her as like the ultimate. You know, like she's uh, in control of her studio. She's yeah, in control of Yeah. What would she say in this situation? Yeah. Right? Like, what would she say to this person that's asking yeah. me to put a drip here instead of there that I'm doing this commission for? And I, you know, you still have to do these commissions sometimes that you don't normally would put in your genre of art um but <laughs> or they I, want something you don't want really want to do right well the last i've, I've drawn the line with people and i've said listen this is it i'm at this point in my career i'm not going to paint something i don't want to paint you're coming to me for commission it's because you like my work so and a lot of times i won't even take their money up front 
unless it's like a portrait of their kid or something then yeah. I need that but like I'm just going to yeah, paint yeah. what I like and if you like it when I'm done you can either buy it or not you know so I hate yeah. to be like <laughs> so um, you know bossy about it but like that's just the way it yeah. is because I've got the people that the patrons that commission me are usually the ones that um, the ones that I enjoy the most and the ones that are most successful the ones that just let me do my yeah. thing yeah. and and Same with galleries, I believe. They say, you know, I mean, they may give small priorities, but they're not going to turn around and say, well, you know, don't like that or something. Yeah. What do you want to put in? You know, yeah. start at that point. Yeah, like, what do you like? Yeah. And and when someone commissions me to do something, I'm like, well, um, okay, I can do that, but what about all these other ones that I've already painted? Don't you want any of those? You know, like, they're ready to go right now. <laughs> so easy. Yeah. I get it, because, I mean, I commissioned you to do a portrait of my kids. I could have just picked out one that you already had, but um, I've been on the both ends, so yeah. I get it, uh, and I try to be compassionate and kind and understanding, um, but sometimes you just want to, you know, yeah. It's. It would be nice just to paint everything I want to paint and make from here on out. But it's not the reality. If you no. want to keep it a business, and yeah. I don't want to go back to retail, and I don't want to, yeah. you know, uh, then I have to make it work. That's why I have the workshops. I sell collage kits, too. Like, do-it-yourself collage. Here it is. Yeah, All cool. the stuff you <laughs> need. Um, I do whatever I can to keep all the iron. I keep a lot of irons in the fire. Yeah, yeah. You have to in order to pay the rent, pay the bills, and yeah, yeah. not have to go back to the cubicle, as I call it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I really hope everybody who listens to this gets a chance to see all your stuff on Instagram. Um, it was it's just so good talking to you. We could talk for a, a lot longer. Uh, you know, I really want to get to know even more following our art swap. We had that great conversation when we uh, actually did the, the trade. The trade. Yeah, and then <laughs> when I met you then, I knew you would be perfect to discuss all your stories and, you know, your work further. And so I just want to know if you've got any upcoming events or anything you want to mention. You've got the... Is there an opening for the wooden walls? I don't know. Um... No, but we are going to do a workshop for kids because the last, the one I did Sunday was for adults and we sold 38 tickets. I could have sold 50, but I had to cut it off. <laughs> um, and I had a lot of requests, like, when are you going to do a kids workshop? Oh, so yeah. I am doing something with them, uh, maybe in the fall for kids. Uh, it won't be at the carousel, but it'll probably be at parlor or okay. no, since they have the street which is a on. great venue yeah um, and also I have partnered with ICAP um, Girls Empowerment Camp in Montclair and we are in two weeks doing a paper mache dress workshop there are still the spots end. open this is so cool yeah there's spots open for that it also the, the part of that goes to helping girls from all over from all circumstances come have a real art unique yeah. art experience um, you know, they need transportation, insurance, and, you know, art supplies. So that the, that workshop helps out, you know, for that. Um, so that's what's coming up. And I have commissions on the, on the line waiting for me. I got to get on those. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, okay. So um, Holly's Instagram is called Hollywood Studios, and that's wood as in would I lie to you. So as in <laughs> H-O-L-L-Y. W O U L D S T U D I O S dot com at Hollywood Studios. Check it out. 
Okay, thank you to everyone for coming back to listen again. Uh, I hope this podcast is inspiring to you. If you are a woman or someone who identifies as a woman, I hope that hearing from my guests illustrates how different it is when women have power and influence and how they can use that to give us a broader range of opinions and opportunities. Hope everyone else finds listening to these stories encourages you to speak up for the women in your lives to help them influence us all and to stand up for women you see being treated in any way other than as equals. If you like this episode or any of our previous episodes, please give us a positive rating, make a comment in the comments section, or better still, subscribe to this podcast. Don't forget forget to check out those previous episodes, art, feminism, domestic violence support, white fragility, community art, it's all there. All these are available on the usual podcast sites as well as through the link on my website, valu.com. That's V-E-L-O-U-X.com. You can also reach out directly to me with feedback at andrevalu at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and thank you, Holly. Thank you, Andre. Cool. See you. <laughs>